98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines. League of Social Democrats lawmaker Avery Ong has won his appeal in an assault case centred on the throwing of a sandwich at former chief executive C.Y. Leung. The government is looking at allowing foreign domestic helpers to work at subsidised elderly care homes and the lawmaker says the government should investigate what led to the demise of a taxi partnership with Uber. League of Social Democrats chairman Avery Ung has won his appeal against a conviction for common assault. In 2016, Mr Ung threw a sandwich at the then chief executive C.Y. Leung. The sandwich missed Mr Leung but hit a police officer. In his judgment, Justice Joseph Yao said he was puzzled why authorities had charged Mr Ung with attacking the police officer instead of Mr Leung. He said if authorities had done this to avoid calling Mr Leung to testify, that was unreasonable. Mr Ung praised the judge's decision. To be honest, I felt quite surprised uh, with the judgment, simply because common assault uh, in terms of appeal is quite difficult to succeed. But obviously, the judge made a very uh, good observation in questioning the reason why the uh, DOJ choose to prosecute me to common assault the police officer rather than the chief executive officer. Uh, so in any case, this is just another example where the DOJ is uh, using its power to prosecute political op- opponents. The government is looking at allowing foreign domestic helpers to work at subsidised elderly care homes to ease the manpower shortage problem in the sector. Those who do so are expected to be paid significantly more than if they worked as foreign domestic helpers. Elderly Commission Chairman Lam Ching Choi, who is also an ex-co member, says this could happen as early as this year. He says there's currently a shortage of thousands of frontline staff in the sector, but he does not think the government will fill the positions up all in one go. Dr Lam also admits the move may create some competition between the elderly care home market and the local domestic helper market, but he believes the government will do its best to minimise the impact. I do think the government uh, will try not to disturb the local domestic helper market. And also, uh, actually, they have uh, quite a different uh, skill set. And uh, if we can differentiate these two markets well, uh, I don't think it will have a huge impact on the local domestic helper market. IT sector lawmaker Charles Mock says the government should investigate what led to the demise of a taxi partnership with Uber, which was supposed to start yesterday. Ting Shing Motors was to use the ride-hailing app Uber Flash to help passengers find and pay for taxis. Mr Mock says authorities need to investigate reports which allege the owner of Ting Shing received threats, as well as calls from insurance companies who said they may cancel his insurance. Now, to me, that sounds like criminal activities or even anti-competitive practice. So I do believe that the government, despite what they think about reverse order activities being illegal under current law and so on, they should look into this matter. This is very serious. Mr Mock also says he believes many taxi drivers welcome Uber as a way to bring them more business. He says the domination of the market by the taxi trade usually benefits the taxi license holders and not the drivers. Many of them do welcome having the alternative of Uber. You know, these drivers, most of them are just renting the cars from the motor companies and they don't own the licenses. And even to the extent that there are legal Uber services, they could become an Uber driver. It's another choice for them. In most cases, actually, the benefit of this domination of the point-to-point personal transportation market is actually to the benefit of the taxi license holders the motor companies rather than the drivers. 
Civic Party lawmaker and doctor Kwok Kaki says he's worried there'll be an escalation in action from hospital support staff if their demands for higher pay aren't addressed. Staff are planning a sit-in at hospital authority headquarters tomorrow, calling for higher pay to attract manpower and compensate for tougher working conditions. Perhaps the demonstration tomorrow may not have a lot of impact on the services providing the hospital, but I'm worrying about if the issue is not addressed properly, would there be an expansion or the uh, increase in the magnitude of the strike? Then in that case, the result can be disastrous because, you know, nowadays the supporting staff has become a very important part of the services. A man has been sentenced to two years and four months in prison for fraudulently using his parents' flat as collateral to take out a loan without their knowledge. Joanne Wong reports. The district court heard that Bak Yu Tong had taken out a loan of more than $2 million from a financial company in 2015. The loan was approved only after he put up his parents' flat as collateral, but they'd known nothing about it. The court heard that he'd taken copies of their ID cards and faked authorization letters, giving him power of attorney, allowing him to do this. His lawyer told the court that he had only been following instructions of a man who was helping him with a get-rich-quick scheme. The counsel added that his client was remorseful. But the judge said the 25-year-old defendant had committed a serious crime and noted that he had only pleaded guilty in the middle of the trial after initially pleading not guilty. He therefore reduced his prison sentence by only a fifth, down from the usual one-third for a guilty plea, and sentenced him to 28 months behind bars. Police have arrested five people after uncovering a cache of weapons in an upstairs bar in Chimsa Choi. Officers searched the bar on Minden Avenue at around 3am and seized a knife, an extendable baton, six hammers, four wooden sticks, two walkie-talkies and five suspected fake car number plates. Three men and two women aged between 20 and 54 were arrested on suspicion of possessing weapons and a false instrument. Vice Premier Hung Zheng has been quoted as saying Beijing wants to make it clear that Hong Kong independence cannot be tolerated when it asked the chief executive to hand in a report on the banning of Hong Kong, the Hong Kong National Party. As an unprecedented move, uh, Beijing has ordered the CE last month to file a report over the ban of the pro-independence group. Mr Han has reportedly explained about the motives behind the central government's order to 36 local deputies to the National People's Congress this morning. One of them, Michael Team, says he feels Beijing has only two purposes over the move, to support the SAR government and to make its stance heard. He thinks that didn't imply Beijing would push for further moves after receiving the report. A lot of us is questioning why do you need that particular format to write a letter that has never been written since the uh, uh, handover, right? So I guess he's confirming that there is no other uh, agenda behind that letter, simply for this, these two purposes. Raymond Tam, a former constitutional mainland affairs secretary and local MPC deputy, says the vice premier stressed the importance of supporting the SAR's government. There is a very unique request that impressed upon me is that uh, sometimes um, in addition to reflecting our own view and the sentiments of various sectors of the community, we have to also think in the position of the Hong Kong government. Because, you know, I, I came from the uh, Hong Kong government background. Sometimes we have to balance interests of various sectors. We may not be able to please everyone. So I think what the uh, Vice Premier um, said is in general, no matter... 
the differences, or no matter how we think, at the end of the day, we should fully support what the C and the SAR government has to decide. Another local deputy to Beijing's top legislature, Ma Fung Kwok, says the state leader has called on the members to build stronger ties with youth. He expressed that it is very important to support our younger generation in many ways, uh, providing more opportunities, uh, platform and support uh, through different measures. And he had mentioned about a, a few of them, and I, I do anticipate that more will be coming. The mainland's top economic planner says measures to further boost domestic consumption will be introduced this year. That's according to a senior official at the National Development and Reform Commission, Ning Jiejie. Private consumption is a key driver of the economy, which grew at the slowest pace in almost three decades last year. At yesterday's opening of the annual session of the National People's Congress, Premier Li Keqiang said this year's GDP growth target at between 6 and 6.5%. Speaking at a news conference today on the sidelines of the Congress, the Commission's chairman, He Leifeng, said China is confident of meeting the target. China has revoked the license of Canada's largest exporter of vegetable oil, canola. The Canadian Foreign Minister, Christia Freeland, said she didn't believe there was a scientific reason for the decision. Relations between Ottawa and Beijing have been tense since the arrest in Canada in December of Meng Wanzhou, the chief financial officer of telecom giant Huawei. New satellite images appear to indicate that North Korea is rebuilding part of a rocket launch site, as it had begun to dismantle, as the BBC's Laura Bicker. Satellite evidence from two U.S. think tanks and testimony from the South Korean intelligence services all suggest North Korea has started rebuilding a site they had agreed to destroy. The satellite launch station at Dongchang-ri was partially dismantled last year, but activity stopped in August when negotiations with the U.S. stalled. But new images taken from early February and just after Kim Jong-un's summit in Hanoi with Donald Trump appear to show rapid progress has been made in rebuilding structures on the rocket launch pad. This site has only ever been used for launching satellites and not for firing ballistic missiles. However, work to dismantle it was seen as a confidence-building measure between Pyongyang and Washington. Mr Trump's national security adviser John Bolton said that the US would look at ramping up sanctions on North Korea if it did not move towards denuclearization. Short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 29,036. That's 77 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $64 billion. Currencies, the US dollar is trading at 101.75 yen. The euro stands at $1.12 and the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 31 cents. Sport now and here's Adam Cheung. Real Madrid are out of the European Champions League. Their three-year reign as champions has been ended by Ajax, who overturned a first-leg deficit with a stunning performance at the Bernabeu. Ajax won 4-1 on the night, 5-3 on aggregate. The BBC's John Bennett has details. Well, I think all the talk will be about Real Madrid being awful on the night, and they were, but we have to give so much credit to Ajax. They were outstanding, just as they were in the first leg, 
and they showed absolutely no fear at the Bernabeu. Two early goals, Hakim Zayak and then Neres, both set up by the man of the match, Dusan Tadic. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong for Real Madrid. Two key injuries first half. Vinicius went off. Vasquez went off. Dusan Tadic made it three. Asensio got one back. He thought maybe Real Madrid would fight back. But then Lasse Schoener wrapped it all up with a wonderful free kick that summed up the brilliance of Ajax's performance. And the Dutch side thoroughly deserved it. Tottenham are through to the last eight. Harry Kane scored the only goal in the second leg at Borussia Dortmund. Spurs went through 4-0 on aggregate. Two more quarterfinal places will be decided tonight. Roma take a 2-1 lead into their second leg match at Porto. Paris Saint-Germain up 2-0 host Manchester United. In the Champions League era, no team has ever gone through after losing the first leg at home by two or more goals. United boss Ole Gunnar Solskjaer says it's not impossible. Yeah, it's a difficult task, but we can do it. We Obviously, we need the first goal, and we need to stay in the game until if there's half an hour left and there's only one goal in it, anything can happen. So there's so many examples of teams that can change results like this. Us as a club, we've done it so many times. The players have been fantastic away from home. We've beaten Chelsea, Arsenal, Tottenham, uh, which uh, have given us belief that we can do this as well. The Bayern Munich trio, Thomas Müller, Mats Hummels and Jerome Boateng have all been axed by Germany coach Joachim Löw. The BBC's Colm Harrison reports. Germany's head coach Joachim Löw has told the Bayern Munich trio Jerome Boateng, Mats Hummels and Thomas Müller that they're no longer in his plans. They've won 244 caps between them and were all part of Germany's World Cup winning squad in 2014. Löw thanked the players for many successful, extraordinary and unforgettable years but said 2019 was a new beginning for the national team. Germany begin their European Championship qualifying campaign away to the Netherlands later this month. Hong Kong Premier League side Taipo will be playing a team in North Korea this afternoon in a qualifying match for the AFC Cup. Their opponents are Ryongyong Sports Club. It's the first match of a home and away playoff tie with a place in the group stage at stake. And that's your look at sports. And finally, the British computer scientist, inventor of the World Wide Web, Tim Berners-Lee, says he intends to fix the problems of online abuse, data protection and misinformation that's arisen since the creation of the internet. Professor Berners-Lee said the issues were a plague on the online world. And to end the news, the top stories once again. League of Social Democrats lawmaker Avery Ung has won his appeal in an assault case centred on the throwing of a sandwich at former Chief Executive C.Y. Leung. The government is looking at allowing foreign domestic helpers to work at subsidised elderly care homes and the lawmaker says the government should investigate what led to the demise of a taxi partnership with Uber. And that's the news from RTHK. (laughs) 